Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 5th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I uh my neck starting to starting to get oh. on the right side of the neck. It was I I woke up in minimal pain this morning. It was great. It was a relief to be able to like feel like you could move in bed. Neck not, update. Yeah. This is like episode four of neck update. I'm telling you. You're getting there. Debilitating. I'm I'm now doing yeah. a lot doing lots of exercises to uh Oh my god, to, really? Yeah, I don't want this to ever happen again. You gonna be in LA next week? Just yeah. like doing all sorts of I'm gonna bring my foam you know, roller movements. down. Oh god, that's funny. Interesting. I like it. All right. We're all getting old. We're all getting up there. We've got to watch those aches and pains. Um this was a great weekend, a great day of golf. Sunday was like one of those few days, not few, I uh, often, but unexpected i guess for me i woke up i was super really excited to watch golf all of it all of the golf there was the rose jane even the senior tour uh, possibly no actually not the senior tour <laughs> not not that like, okay just wanted to make sure <laughs> i left that i left golf channel on you know they switched like from whatever to cbs and i came in i went to a different room and watched another i came back and like that was just running i was like this has got to be one of the only tvs in america that's watching golf that's not the other two or the other options. But I just woke up very excited about the promise of Rose, a great leaderboard at Muirfield Village, a Muirfield Village that was playing very tough. Even the Euro Tour stuff was kind of an amusing wake-up thing with Tom McKibben hitting draws off the Ferris wheel and, and Marcel Seam hitting a shot that he thought was <laughs> miscalculating it by 43 yards. Oh, for club challenge. What happened with him? So it was all, it was a great day. That I think more or less delivered. I think, you know, Memorial probably didn't go exactly the way if you were a hype, hype, hype man at the start that that you would have thought, but it was a great day nonetheless. So really good, good weekend of golf. Yeah, I was uh I got I had a little lunch and I uh and I just headed out to the shed, had the two screens going, had uh had mm-hmm. Rose and the LPGA on one, had the memorial on the other. And uh, hunkered down. It was uh, it was an ex- unexpected, delightful Sunday. Where do you want to go first? There was a time there in the middle on this theme when Scheffler hit it to whatever a foot at sixteen, and Roy chipped in at the the fourth. Uh, what was that four? Where I was like, I kind of am more excited and having more fun than I did on Sunday at the PGA. It didn't finish that like it, the promise of that, but it was like, wow, there's so much happening right now. Rose is just teed off. It's like this is better than PGA Sunday, but it 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 I don't think it kept that pace up. So it's great, great day. So uh, where do you want to start, Rose? Yeah. Saying let's go there first. Should we start with the AJGA winner at the whatever <laughs> How about Liberty that? National? <laughs> Get him out of there! I love the kids. You clearly Clean them you out. love kids. You've got four of them. 
I yeah yeah, <laughs> but I have some a little bit of jadedness too, probably because I have a little bit of experience. I feel like I can speak to it with a little more caustic tone. Get them out, clean them out. They're not waving them up. You got his history on the line with the actual pros and the actual tournament, and we've got these kids spending twenty five minutes. Uh, 10, 20 minute waits on every hole, multiple groups on every hole. You can't have it go to Sunday. You got to clean them out by Saturday at the latest. I love the idea. I guess in theory, concurrence, the stable fur, which, you know, nobody can, you know, trying to, I mean, it was just, it was just ham fisted. Uh, and probably say, no one would have cared if you didn't have this massive generational sort of story happening potentially. At the beginning of the round, I was like, this is really cool. Like, what a cool experience for these kids to play. <laughs> and like a final group on Sunday, you know? Like for Anna Davis to play in a final group of a pro event cool. on Sunday. Like, what a cool thing. But then as the day went on and it took like six <laughs> hours to play the round... I was like, well, this wasn't that this wasn't that good. It was a great idea on paper, you know, but I don't think it works in, in execution. And I'm fine with that. And and like you said, I don't think this is a big deal if it's not Rojang yeah. trying to win her first one. And then they go into the playoff and it's like, well, what if this goes three playoff holes? Is there enough light? You know, no. it's like then I'm thinking yeah. about how like we talk about how the LPGA seemingly always has these like things come up when it's having like a great moment. It, it, you know, yeah. like they have the ongoing playoff, the playoff that never ends at the colony years ago. They have like, you know, some rules incidents that comes up, you know, but anyways, like this was like playing out. I was like, I was in my head. I didn't want to tweet it into existence, but in my head, I'm thinking there's, this is going to end and it's going to be a Monday finish. <laughs> and I thank think- God it didn't. Um, obviously historic win for Rose Zhang. I think they were playing later to get out of the way of the senior tour window. Like got not, I don't know if it's priority, but senior tour got first, like the 6 PM finish or something. And they're Des Moines. And then the women are out East and, you know, Columbus is on the, you know, end edge of the Eastern time zone. And then you have this late finish that might not, Get in before dark, but yeah, it was it was could have been a messy, and but it, it's not. We ended up, quite honestly, with maybe her best shot of the tournament. I know she had that great drive on Saturday. Maybe her best shot of the tournament to win it. That that shot into eighteen the second time around in the playoff, like incredible, just as the sun has set. So really historic certainly, win. Certainly the best shot she hit on Sunday. Without a doubt. Yes. And it, did not know. make a purdy on Sunday. Yeah. She, Is that right? She didn't yeah. make the putt on, on, uh, yeah, you know what I was thinking? There should be, when it's a one-on-one playoff, it should turn into concession. a match play and there should be able yeah. to be a concession because yeah. that moment, it should have just, as soon as she degreened, I mean, how about yep. that? That, that was terrible. <laughs> like, what is she you have in? to get that Eight down iron? in two. Seven iron? Well, she was like trying to make the putt. It's like, you're not going to make a hundred foot putt. You got to like lag right, it. Right, right. Situationally, that was a disaster of a putt. Like, I don't want to talk yeah. about this. I want to talk about Rose, but like, Sydney, that was one of the worst golf shots I've ever seen, actually, when she putted it off the green. <laughs> like, you have to just put that up there close and put the pressure on her. 
You can't be just and and B yeah. the ball never goes in when you're trying try to, to make it. One of my biggest pet peeves. One of my biggest pet peeves in golf is when somebody hits it like 10, 12 feet by on a fifteen footer and is like, Well, you know, I had to make it. It's like you're not gonna well, not make yet. it hitting it that hard. It there's <laughs> the hole's like functionally an inch big if you hit it that hard. It's so small, you're not gonna you're gonna make putts by hitting it at normal speed. Uh, anyways, on the sorry. contra, on the contra to that, I thought Colt Nost and Trevor Illman did a great job with Victor on his big putt at 18. It's like anytime you like grinding, you think you want to you're trying to two putt, purposely try to two putt, you're gonna leave it way short, was what Colt said. And Hovland did leave it a little too short for comfort. I thought that was like pretty good analysis and commentary. And, and Immelman uh, trying to jinx him into his first three putt of the week. So I thought that was like just kind of a similar sort of game, you know, game within the game and how you approach those big putts when your match play or de facto match play partner has an advantage. Anyway, shot of the day, Rose Zane. We've hit on coverage window. We've hit on the AJGA. We've hit on Jennifer Cup show being a, just a disaster at the second playoff hole. Uh, how about Rose? She's the first in 72 years to win. In, this is per Justin Ray, the ace of all these stats. I don't care if others are throwing them out there too. First in 72 years to win an LPJ event and pro, or pro debut. Beverly Hansen, who you heard, whose name you heard ample times on the broadcast, is 1951 last to win. In a pro- yeah, you don't see many too too many Beverly's anymore. That's a 1951 name, Beverly Hanson. Bev is Bev uh, is a great name. I'm not saying it's a bad name. It just feels a little bit bygone era. First ever to win the NCAA Division One individual title in LPJ event in the same season. That was like within a 13 day window. Kind of incredible, remarkable. First sponsor invite to win on the LPJ tour since Lydia Ko. In 2013, the Zane train, the hype train is out the door and chugging down the tracks. Hey, um, listen, last what's week, the reason winning last, a pro debut? Last week, it was Blocky that took the the golf world by oh storm. This week, it's Rose Zhang. Thankfully, this week has a lot more, more uh, reasons to take the golf world by storm. I was about to say, are you comparing four <laughs> Southern California PGA titles to a U.S. Women's Am, a U.S. Junior, two national titles, eleven you know individual championship wins in, in their college season versus uh, Blocky's T15? Absolutely not. Are you saying Rose Jane's catnip? Absolutely not. You know the the thing about Rose is um, obviously. And, and anybody that watched this, anybody that hasn't been sleeping, I mean, she's the greatest college golfer of all time. I mean, um, she came into, she played golf near where I lived and I took my daughter up to watch because I figured it'd be, you know, something, there's a reason to go see Rojang play, play golf. And like, you know, you could say to your daughter when she's 10, you saw her play, you know, golf when she was in college, you know, um, I mean, she's she's extraordinary uh, talent, and I think um, I'm super excited. I think there's a lot of promise. Um, I do. Um, I want to have tempered expectations. Uh, obviously, winning That's, the first team's gone. First her. one out I mean, of the TV was calling her already a generational talent. Someone in the golf channel, like she is for the amateur and uh, collegiate ranks. 
like an all-time talent. Yeah, I, I mean, in here, she won the first start. I, I mean, this is amazing. Crazy. It's an unbelievable. Year. Um, but again, I just, I, I before before we go crazy, I just want it. I just want it. I, I don't want to be in a situation where she's fifth in the world and people thinks that that's a disappointment. Because there's a lot of talent in women's golf, and I think that that's the th- that's the thing. Like. She was playing, and she she played a lot better. But the uh, she played with a uh, um today. She's twenty; they're the same age, you know. <laughs> like in Thitikul was ranked number one in the world last year, you know. Yeah. So um, I just want to be careful because, like, she's twenty. She won this week. It's amazing. I like. I can't wait um, to watch her career progress. But I just don't want this, you know, I just, the golf world has a tendency to ruin things. And I just don't want them to put, Locky. I just don't want unrealistic expectations placed on a 20 year old who's been playing college golf. Like, it's amazing. This is an amazing story. And can we just soak in that she won in her first start before we leap to grand expo, uh, um, declarations of what she's going to be 20 years from now. I, I, I think that's a sensible thing. You're not raining on a parade, but I think you're expressing a little bit of caution here. Um, this was an incredible achievement winning in pro debut and it's affirmation of a lot of the work she's already accomplished. Um, for good reason. And for the, um, I don't know, betterment of, LPGA, women's golf. She golf Twitter has seemed to latched on to her. Uh, it is a very like she has hit with them in a way, or hit with it in a in a way that I, I don't know doesn't often happen. It's it's like the hype train is big there. And I'm not saying it's unjustified, but that's good. That's good that it's out there. It's good that it's rolling. It's good that we're getting publicity. To women's golf, she's earned it with her amateur career. I think it's interesting a little bit, like about how she's the greatest collegiate golfer of all time. Well, Athia Titicool wasn't playing college golf last year; she was number one in the world, right? Is that yeah. like like there's a reason? Well, it's like I just think I'm not saying if Titicool was playing that Rose wouldn't have won an event here or there, but yeah, she has like taken a different path. Yeah, and to, I to think like success. it's super important too with with women's golf, like. There was a phenom named Lydia Ko who was like, you know, if if Rose Zhang has Lydia Ko's career by, you know, what Lydia Ko accomplished in the game by the time she turned 20, if that's Rose Zhang's career, I think that's an amazing career. You know, it's just an important yeah. thing to keep in mind. Like women's golf has a different like timeline I think I think a lot of people are are men's golf fans that are becoming women's golf fans. That's great. I you know, but there's a different time frame with women's golf, right? And I just don't like the thing I just don't want to have happen is people to be like, you know what? She wasn't as great as everybody. Like, let's not do that game. Let's just enjoy it in the moment. And I like I I I'm so happy this happened. Um, you know, a personal story about Rose Zhang, just like how 
I think how wonderfully grounded she is as a person. I don't think I've told this story. I had a friend. Um, I have a good friend who hit balls at the same range as Rojang, like all the time um, in, in Southern California. Um, and my friend has a daughter and she would go to the range with him. And like she, he said she was the nicest person. Like she took a picture with him one day. Anyways, I met Rose at uh, Olympic club a few years ago and I introduced myself. I said, Hey, I'm friends with Mark Sider. And, and she was like, Oh, lovey's dad. And you know, this whole thing, she, you know, she like lit up anyways, a few years later, I see Rose again and I'm just like, Hey, you know, and she goes, Oh, you're Mark Sider's friend. Like just recalls like out of nowhere. This is somebody that meets hundreds of people a week, you know, and like, just pick this up and then ask how's, how's lovey doing? Like the, how's the daughter doing? Like just an incredible person, you know, like just a recollection, all that, like it, I, you know, kind of some selflessness to that. So I'm like super excited about like, I'm so happy this is happening to her. Um, I just want to make, I just don't want everybody to throw unrealistic expectations out there. And if, if, if it, she becomes the greatest American woman player ever, that's amazing. But let's not make <clears throat> that the weight of what she needs to become. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair statement. You're not, you know, we're not pouring cold water on anything we just watched. I think you can be extremely encouraged, excited, awestruck by what just happened, winning her pro debut. It was the story of the day. Um, story of I, they were touting on Golf Channel this morning is like this will be the story of the year in the LPGA. I, Curiously, LPGA.com <laughs> didn't seem to think, understand it was even going on uh, Saturday night. As it, Unbelievable. As it, as it set up. I, yeah, I don't want to. I, I that's a delicate one. I as a you know player in the content game, I think it's hard to you know you can't be on at all times. But it's a failure of the LPGA's executives and head to not have brought all their resources to bear on this potential opportunity. You talk about Michael Block and how the PGA Tour like squeezed every drop out of a non-member Blocky. Well, here you had a superstar collegiate player who you knew was coming you knew was coming at some point maybe not this precise point but you knew was coming soon uh had captured certain amount of attention and publicity through her amateur run uh you're playing in new york you got a scenic venue that people are familiar with a kind of a, a notable venue for the lpga schedule this year you have michelle we backing it and you have her debut and they just they they didn't bring their resources to bear on on this Rosane story when and that's not some website developer's problem like who's grinding in the or, or a content creator who's grinding or social media person who's just grinding on all the time. It's a leadership, uh, but issue. the LPGA failed. Uh, she didn't have a headshot, as Beth Ann Nichols noted. She's still not findable in like the player roster. She's you know, didn't really have a story on the, uh, the website. The coverage had to be expanded at the last second. Some of that's on like a golf channel issue too. Like it just, they, they didn't, they were caught flat footed. And you know what? Like, even if she hadn't contended, 
Like they should have brought all those resources to bear and hyped the shit out of it, right? Then she is contending and they were caught flat-footed. And by contrast, (laughs) as I wrote in the newsletter, interesting contrast to the LPGA just having nothing about Rosane's whatever, 60-whatever on Saturday, was the opposite a ceremonial moat crossing for Ludwig Aberg yes. on a PGA Tour HQ. It's a social media video. Literally, they're crossing the drawbridge. They're come on in. He shakes hands. He's not playing this week. <laughs> He's just in the global home. He's in all these conference rooms. It was catnip for us, for me, as someone who loves moat humor and, and the conference room humor. And he's like, I mean, that's the kind of they're they're squeezing every bit dry juice out of it and he's not even playing yet he's playing this week canada and now you have rose who's every bit ludwig aberg younger accomplished more way more at the end one more and is contending and that they just had less they, they it was like it wasn't happening yet and they just couldn't have been caught flat-footed i don't want to rail on them yeah i i too much i want to be Work is hard for everybody. You know, everybody likes to look at everybody's job and think they could do better, but it's usually very difficult. Yeah. Um, right. I will say that I think that the LPGA tour and as a whole is one of the more, um, the biggest opportunities in golf. When you look at the landscape of like things that, you know, when you, you just kind of scratch your head at some of the things that happen with the LPGA. And this weekend was one of them with really like just no coverage of this. There's like, you know, huge interest uh, and almost an insatiable amount of interest about this human being. You have the rights and the access to all the interest of the story of the week. And you do really nothing on it until Sunday when you're really like shamed into it. It felt like, you know? Um, Yeah. So, I was happy that they got the coverage figured out that they got on Peacock. I think that's a, a larger discussion about the prioritization of, of champions tour golf that nobody really cares about oh, over the LPGA. Um, that's somebody denied Stephen Ames denied Steve Stricker as third straight or so something like that. That's, I don't know. that's a whole different conversation as to what's going on. But, you know, I think um, it, it, it was an amazing, I just, you know, to talk a little bit about the golf. I wasn't sure after I, you know, I think the hard thing for people to cover golf, like for me, especially it's hard to be extremely well-versed in every tour going on. You know, if I was, if I tried to do that, I wouldn't have a personal life Thursday through Sunday. Um, now, like when I watched Rose, I was curious, like, how will the, her game stand up in the women's game? And the women's game is so much different because there's so many more styles of play. And I think that's what we saw bear out, um, which is really exciting for for golf fans and people that are interested in Rose because, like, you know, she's not the longest player. And if it was the men's tour, I don't know how a player like Rose Zhang would be able to fare. In the women's game, that hasn't been overrun by power. I think she could be a very, very great player. And obviously, you know, like you immediately start to think about what's next this summer. Obviously, the Solheim Cup is is something that she might be 
a front runner for now. Um, the other thing you look at is I think at, at Pebble Beach, she has the uh, competitive course record or the right, women's course college? record. Yeah. So yeah. like you start to look at majors, like I think that's going to be the, the next thing. She obviously hasn't played great in majors in her career to date as an amateur. Um, I think that's one of the things that I was like quite hesitant about as with her in in um in in professional golf was like we hadn't seen anything from from her in majors yet. Um, that was really the sample size of her in pro golf. But like this is super exciting. I um obviously everybody became a little bit more familiar, but the short game's unbelievable. I mean the the. the they kept talking about how she had a great week chipping the ball and chipped a couple. And she like every time I've seen her play, she's but it's been a short game clinic. Yeah, I, I honestly one of the most memorable shots I've ever seen in person was her recovery shot against Gabby Ruffles at eighteen. She like chunked a five hybrid, um, like into this gnarly rough and then like hit it like 50 yards up from like rough, like go anywhere, like big rough rough. We just saw at Muirfield hit it to tap in range to force extra. Like one of the best shots I've ever seen. And that was, I mean, that was defending champ us women's am champ and ruffles at the time. And I was fortunate, like the pandemic, it was down the street at Woodmont. And that was like one of the best shots ever. Now, like since then, what she's accomplished and we're like three years. That wasn't long ago, right? She's playing the U.S. Girls Junior about two years ago this day. And now she's winning her pro debut. Yeah. It's kind of nuts back to, how fast. It, I mean, everything in and, the back-to-back NCAA titles. Right. Anwa. Right. Like, I, I, it's just she won, and, she won 10 to 12 events this year or something like that. And to your point, she's hot. This might be a five-year hot streak. It might be a it might be a twenty-year streak. But like, if she is fifth in the world, and that's going to happen at times, she's not going to be number one forever or all weeks for like people. Just I, I think calling her a generational talent. Maybe maybe she is already. Maybe you can say that already based on all the work she's done. You're getting Matt Wolf. What pro start did he win? I'm not suggesting she is like, this is a facsimile. He, they, he won. He won that was like, his whatever. Yeah, that was very early pro start. Good intel. Apparently, he decided just not to play. You remember we talked about he was off Smash? Yeah. He's like, I'm not playing today. Like, I, I didn't want to play today. He was, whatever. He wasn't going out there. He WD'd. And Brooks got in his face. Told him that. GTFO, get the hell out of here. You're gone. He's off smash. Apparently. Good source, good intel, apparently. So that's Matt Wolf. I'm not suggesting that's he, he, li- he delivered the Rose message. Rose gonna be on he team delivered smash the message. Control. He delivered the message for Co Crack. <laughs> Co Crack was the one that was fired up. Not suggesting Rosane is going down that path, but things things like success happens at young ages. She's hot right now. She's all she's great. And will she always be this great? No, there's going to be valleys and peaks. So it's just uh, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. That was so fun to watch. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even sure Jennifer Cupcho's family was rooting for her in the playoffs. Oh come on, her husband Jay Monahan, the other Jay, he was rooting for her. That's right. 
Uh, you know what we're rooting for? We're rooting for our friends at Beedratty. Uh-huh. Big time friends of ours, sponsors of the program, long time sponsors of the program. Use the big, promo big code. Big supporters of the U.S. Open coming up. They're uh, you know oh, making oh, our, yeah. our dreams come true there. <laughs> Yeah, we got we're you know we're basically staying at Lyle Richie's house thanks to Beedratty. <laughs> They're making all our dreams come true. They're underwriting this whole deal. We, they might not. No, we got we're we're all pumped up. We got a big Dratty house coming up. But if you're not playing your Father's Day stuff, get on it now. Don't get caught with your pants down and your Richard Boxer with your pants around your ankles. Go now where you got to do expedited shipping and all that stuff. Go to bdratty.com, use the promo code TFE, you get 30% off. Pick a polo, pick some boxers, pick the Zach short. We are big proponents of the Zach short. You can pick a pullover. You're telling me in LA it's going to be like a little 60-ish, something like that, nothing, 65 sometimes in the mornings. Uh, Not Oak Hill weather, but there's options. What it is is someone you know, someone we know, the person's name on it has spends all his time walking around thinking about Andy, like Andy thinking about potato chip green or this, this, you know, drainage, stuff like that. Billy's thinking about every little stitch, thinking about how to make something better, more comfortable. This is like his life's work and it's not, you know, 10 stages removed and mass produced. So go to bdratty.com, use promo code TFE, you get 30% off. It is a great Father's Day option for something quality. You want to jump in there? I was just gonna say, my I would recommend the Lawrence Lightweight vest. That's I. That's my piece. You, do, that I'm, you yeah, I'm you recommending. Do like you like that guy? I am. The reversible, right? Is yeah, that the one they can, they can double? It can be gray or it can be the blue or green, whatever yeah. color you are. Yeah, that's what I, I like. That one. If you're gonna use your twenty or your thirty percent off, that's a good spot to get get some shackles back on. Yeah, yeah. Not that they make socks, but like, don't use thirty percent off on socks. Or something like that, you know. Take a take a full cut. All right, bdratty.com. You ready to talk about uh, the your your, uh, your local boy? Unfortunately, uh, falling just short of the title. I know. I was worried. I was worried about. It. I'm trying to go to sectionals tomorrow, at Woodmont, Rockville, Maryland, home of Denny McCarthy. I was worried I wouldn't be able to get there. It would be cars flipped over, people in the streets rioting, and I wouldn't be able to navigate over to Woodmont because we'd be just just celebrating all night and into the morning and tearing the city apart. But uh, he bogeyed. His only bogey of the day at 18, a absolutely excusable bogey. Right? Yeah. I mean, that hole was an ass kicker. As soon as you missed the fairway, it's kind of like he missed it twice. That's on it. That is on him too. Um, I was I I really thought he had it the whole way. But good on Victor Hovland, who I mean, he made him play it all the way to the end with that incredible birdie on seventeen. Another complete ass kicker of a hole. Uh, great. He held on the whole way around. Like when players were, I mean, Rory did not look good. Scotty Scheffler looked amazing, but couldn't putt. Denny McCarthy couldn't get it across the line. Victor Hovland just pushed, pushed, pushed. We've now seen him push at the old course, seen him push at Augusta National, seen him push at uh, Oak Hill, not get the win. And today he did at, I would say, another kind of test that was asking a little bit more, asking something more of you, whether it's creative, whether it's mental, whether it's shot making. And that, he had a pretty complete game. Insane. 
I I like I would love to hear what the pros would have been saying if that wasn't Jack's tournament because it was well, nuclear. Well, Andy, the Shotgun Start Investigative Journalism Bureau has a little breaking news about how insane one player might thought it was. And you know who the player that was? Victor Hovland. We have a man in Norway. We've got our guy over Norwegian production. Hovland was interviewed on Eurosport Thursday after his round, speaking in beautiful Norwegian. And, of course, we have a shotgunner there. We have an old acquaintance. He's been sending me stuff. Forever. I've used him for other stuff. And he translated it. He works. He's got it locked, stock, and barrel. Got it all. Hovland, Thursday after Miro. I've never been a real fan of this golf course. It's like I think Jack just wants us to look stupid at times. I believe that's the background for this. I think he means like that's that's the motivation. So Norwegian. It's an amazing area, but some of the holes are not good golf holes. And to some degree, it is stupid and unfair. But it's the same for everyone. But still to some margins for a perfect stri- perfect stroke and then go straight into a double bogey afterwards. Not a fan of that. So Hovland, spicy, letting it rip, probably a Norwegian, never get back, and you know, doesn't come in. I we I was saving it for the Monday pod. Maybe we should have published it and say, you know, that he's sitting there next to Jack and someone's gotta ask him about calling it stupid and unfair. It would have been amusing. But Hovland, you know, frustrated maybe at times. Some people were kind of I don't know, bothered by 16. What I would say about 16 is Scotty Shuffler hit it to a foot. So it can't be impossible, right? Jason Day loves it. No, wasn't he the one that said stupid yeah. hole? And Zach's like, he may be right. <laughs> Jack was conceding that some things were maybe, but he loved being told it's major championship quality and, and firm and fire. It was great to watch. Oh, it's and, incredible. And now I'm not, I think it was, it was so fun to watch. The ball, the, if you weren't in the fairway, you had no hope of controlling it. I mean, the way the ball would hit the green and release if you were in the rough was insane. Even the short rough. Like, if you were in the second cut, you just had no control over what the ball was going to do when well, it hit the ground. It was unbelievable. I mean, rough. How about the par threes? I mean, you got Rory McIlroy. He's looking like Jamarcus Russell throwing a seven-yard out route into the stands <laughs> on the two par threes. It's just boom, twenty yards over, one bounce gone. And it, I mean, that's not that's like that's it was firm. You had to be. They were scared. I mean, McCarthy. What was it? Seven. That's a par five. What, what the one that was? They were all hitting eight and nine irons. Way. Over. I mean, McCarthy's just trying to get it to land on the front of the green and wherever it rolls, it rolls. But he was not trying to get it pin high and most of them weren't. So it was, it was great to watch. It was a fun watch. It was, and, it was and front Hovland, edge golf. You can see yes. it too, is that it is. I always think that's the when golf gets the most beautiful when when the number that matters most to the player is what, what's the number to the front edge. And you do all of your math based off of what the number to the front edge is. And that's what this golf was. Um, it was, I, and the one of the things out there I do feel like is that the it's not wide, but there is enough width. Like you, you can hit fairways, right? Um, yeah. You can you can R- drive Rory it well and hit fairways out there, which is which is nice. It, it's just extraordinarily difficult when you get off the fairway. And then yeah, I mean some 
some of the holes have, I mean, 16 is insane. And some of the pin, I mean, the pins where they were talking on the telecast, I think it's about 12 to par four with the, with the tuck pin by the water, how guys like spend, you know, they're hitting 20 cut wedges on the range, trying to get ready for one shot on the golf course. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, Victor Hovland, he's been, he's been playing really good golf, obviously in majors and big tournaments. This was a big tournament and um, it's great to see him get it done. I'm, I'm interested um, this, I think this setup played into his hands with his short, short game, uh, struggles. He hit one of the worst shots I've, I've seen. On, it was a hard shot, but it was had, not, you guys, I mean, come on. It was, it was, it was, it was not ter- good, it was but terrible. it was, it, it, went it like looked two, a lot it worse. It just went a foot. It was just hilarious. It he was had a, a great chip. one on the next one. Yeah. He had a great one on the it next one. It was a one. terribly hard chip shot, but it was funny because yeah. it went a foot, but I, I'm really, I, I'm excited to see him on short turf at, at LACC. I know I sound like a broken record, but when the rough's thick, it's just a singular shot. It's the same shot all over. It's a really easy technique um, once you learn how to hit the shot. With how firm those greens were, it was it, it just, I kept waiting for something to go into a chipping area or runoff area, and it was just like boom, off, and then it's in the rough, right? It's kind of all in the same Velcro or whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, that that will be a different kind of thing that that you'll see from Victor. Can Hall. I ask you a question? Test. Yeah. Who are you? What are you more worried about? Uh, Scotty Scheffler's putter. I was going to say or, Scotty putting. I knew it was one of them. Or or uh, Rory's uh, Rory's approach play. <sighs> um, that's that's a fair prop. I don't know. Rory was Rory was bad. He was real bad. Um. Scotty's putter seems like it could it could come around, right? That's the most fickle part of the game. I don't know. I think there's. I saw him miss like an eight foot putt short this week. Um, it was maybe on Friday, and I, that that's when I got scared. That was the first, the first. Okay, I'm scared now. Is when you see a pro miss like a short putt short. Yeah. yeah. That's what, what, that's so the worst all... miss of all of them. Is when you hit an eight footer short. Historic ball striking. Historic. 20 strokes. T to green. Mind-boggling amount of ball striking day. T to green week. And lot lad dead last in putting. Uh, it's I don't know. It's a little nerve-wracking, right? Uh Rory, on the other hand, like that could have just been uh, not comfortable. He's not been comfortable. He talked about like he didn't have his best stuff at Oak Hill, and maybe today was the day. It just kind of didn't feel comfortable. But it was um, like walking off on the par five and then just leaving it short and then making a six um, one after another. I don't know if that's. I don't know. I I was I thought he was going to get it done. I was I was making I was writing my parallels to 2014. When he kind of had a ho hum year, you know, some contention, some not, and then won the BMW PGA at Wentworth the end of May, beginning of June, and then that was you know the summer of Rory. I was all ready to write it up, and uh, that final round happened, and he was just not a player. He could or not you know the player that he needed to be. So, what are you more concerned about? I think I, you, I, I mean, think I'm, I uh, you know I'm more concerned with Scotty's putty. Um. It's the, some of the strokes don't I look mean, good. 
Um, I I will say this. I Rory talked a lot this week about rebuilding the golf swing, like work not rebuilding but working on it. And the thing I take away from this week is that he did something really well that he hasn't done really really well in a while, and he drove it great. Like he has some great drives in the final round, and I think that sets up everything. And I think getting when you're going through a swing chain or like when you're going through swing work, things come in phases and everything doesn't click all at once. He's got, he's playing next week at, at Canada. If the approach play gets a little bit better, he could be clicking on all cylinders. Come, come the U S open. Would I prefer him not to be playing Canada? Probably, you know, maybe, you know, but the tour's going to make him do all this activation. Yeah. All he's defending champ. social content with blocky too. Oh. you know, blocky and he reu- reunited. Which he should disavow. He should just say, like, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, Blocky told him already I'd be better than him, basically, with his driving. So, he might have been today with the wedges. Blocky, they needed Blocky on the wedges. I'm in on Rory's. Um, uh, I feel like it's tapering. I feel like the game's going in the right direction into a major, which this year, I don't think we've had Rory going in an upward trajectory into any of the majors. I think that's fair. So I I, fair. I I like I'm actually buying that. I'm the the Scotty putting. I mean, this is this is the thing that like the thing that's scary, and it might be nothing, right? He could snap out of this. But this is the type of thing that can derail great careers. Yeah, I guess he's just so good. He'll never be maybe as good as he was. This week, probably impossible. I'm just trying to find somebody sent us a note like, watch, he's got the yips on these short putts. You can tell when he's like left hand is just hopping around, but um, trying to find it. I can't remember, but yeah, it, it does seem, I don't know about derails his career. I think he just needs to have a better than abhorrent putting week. I think the ball striking is, is re- as reliable as ever. Maybe not to the, to the tune of 20 strokes gained, but it's a good, it's a good debate. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the thing is that it, the ball striking has been there all year. It's been yeah, unbelievable. I don't think we'll as bad. Right. If, if he was right. putting, if he was putting just a little bit above average, you know, he'd be, he'd have won five times. Um, yeah. I mean, this, Anything this else? week, if he puts below average, he wins, right? He just putted terribly. You know, he's awful. Um, no. So I, I don't know. the The problem with putting is it just doesn't go away. You don't like just magically wave a wand and and gain all your confidence back, right? Like that's the thing I worry about is like that it can it can do some damage, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That was a fun day. Miami uh, beat what? beat Denver. It's over. Yeah. Uh, Heat culture. All right. Heat culture. Um. Yeah, uh, Brooksy will be happy. I I don't. You have anything else? Muirfield was great. Hovland, I'm I'm really encouraged by like just constant contention at the hardest courses, and maybe some will demand a little bit more of his chipping than they did this week. But really, really impressive stuff. Just I once they got to a playoff, it felt like he like boom. I know his favor and all that. It's not going out on a limb, but um, he just had to get to seven to apply that extra pressure. And he did it at 17. He's just been really impressive aside from a bunker 
disaster at Oak Hill. Like everything about him seems to be, we just, he keeps nutting up, stepping up at very hard places and very tense against very good players. And he keeps doing it. And I, he'll, Phil's tweeting tonight. He has to be the favorite for LACC. One of the semi-normal Phil, Phil tweets in the recent. You got anything about, about Phil recently? No, I don't need that. I don't. I don't. I mean, Phil. Well, it's yeah, but not today. We've got great golf to talk about today. I don't know, Phil. Uh, Mirfield was Mirfield was great. I was happy with it. Jack's just Jack was like a pig in shit up there. Can we stop with the handshake hagiography? Like, just stop with it. Like, he, I, didn't like, he shake everybody's hand? Right. Well, that's what I'm wondering now. He shakes everybody in the last four or five groups after he leaves the booth. Just stop with this like iconic handshake. It's a He's shaking their hands. Why did we? When did we turn this into a thing? And I also want a milkshake whistleblower. We need someone to come out and just say, "This is all sort of the wool over your eyes." It's a milkshake. We need a whistleblower to come out. Anyways, that and the, the handshake you, stuff. We're just over. Did you see uh, Chris Goddard's uh, post at the beginning of the week? No, because he was playing. He took a picture of the milkshake stand, and he yeah. said, "The challenge this week is going to be limiting how many of these." <laughs> a burly boy. burly boy that's a burly boy at heart <laughs> i'm sure they're great it's just are they that much better than like other good milkshakes that we have to hear about them so much other other thing that i had on my list yeah i'm getting a little nervous uh, about speeth at lacc oh yeah, yeah i <laughs> thought you might go there Just, he's, just he's, worried about my, just worried about my position. It's just a could get creative. Yeah, it's a good course fit. Yep. The speed feels, the speed <laughs> creativity, uneven lies. The, just the six and off the tee, twentieth and approach this week. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> That's just the guy. Two-time U.S. Open champ. Might have to just come end. out and pick him just to to get <laughs> just to kind of hedge your position. I, that's how I get really worried. I just did my top ten for the at the, at the lead of the fried egg on Thursday, and I almost yeah. slid him in there. And I was like, ah, oh, no, you know. And then this week he played. It's just like this is this is this was a scary performance for me. Um. Yep. Yep, that's a good one. I I, I was going to talk about Ricky, but I, I'm going to save him for sectionals. I got a quick note on him. But also, uh, just Denny Dave McCarthy seemingly just plays hard courses great. I felt terrible for him. I think they were excusable bogeys. I, I mean, mean, I, I, I don't feel ter- terrible. Terrible for anybody. He won the three. He, made, he won the PGA Tour three point contest at the start of the week. Did you watch yeah. that video? Uh yes, parts of it. I, not I, all of it. I loved it. I bet you did. Played played I high school basketball. Trey, Trey Mullinax going out and making two shots. My favorite. Now, Denny McCarthy seems really good at basketball. But Nabolo on the broadcast was like, you know, he was he had a dream of playing in the NBA, but when he was five nine, he realized maybe that was like, well, I might be something a little bit more than just the height. You know, like the fact that he was a high level, very good player, good high school player. Like 
to suggest that, oh, because he's 5'9", it was why he couldn't make the NBA. Like, there's multiple issues great, maybe there. Great he's a college, great athlete. All conference college players in, in, in the ACC, the Big Ten, the conference of champions, as Bill Walton would say, don't make it in the NBA. So, anyways, the five. I think it's like multiple issues there. Great player in his own right. That's the NBA. You know, is, like I think I, it's more than the five nine thing. But. I had I had dreams of um yeah of playing in the NBA when I was a kid, but then I be, then I decided I wanted to be a golf podcaster. That was uh, the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> That was just you know five ten. If you oh. were six four, you would have been there. Or whatever you are, six feet, For, six one, whatever you are. I know nobody, not everybody will have watched that video. <laughs> I got a, uh, I got a comp. I got a, a comp that came down from an NBA front office on uh, on on who uh, on who Denny McCarthy's shot reminded him of. We're gonna find it, was in it here. It was. Uh, Looking, looking like a small, looking like a small Matt Maloney. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. If, if Chris got her up, he overdid it on the milkshakes this week. There's something else he could put in his cup to get back on track. Athletic Greens, AG1, our foundational nutrition, uh, nutritional foundational drink in the morning, uh, I've been on the kick all weekend. Uh, I needed to recoup from uh, Memorial Day weekend. Listen to this. You know, it's just like hot dogs and junk. Go ahead. Somebody that f- that finished in the top 10 of this tournament once asked yeah. me, hey, how's that athletic greens? What are you? And I said, Name I like it. Left and right. I like office. it. I said, I like it. And I happened to have a travel pack on me. And I kicked it to him. I said, Really? Here you go. You could try it yeah. out yourself. And he's well. He's, if he you want five free travel packs, exactly. You go to athleticgreens.com slash what is it? Shotgun. We got to use the right URL. We've been giving people bad URLs. Athleticgreens.com slash shotgun. You get five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. I think that's a pretty good sweetener there. Not not artificial. Just a nice little add on there. Um, it's, it's our nutritional drink. It's, uh, kind of our morning habit, morning ritual gets me like, I don't know, a good base, right? I don't gotta be chasing stuff all the rest of the day. Did I get enough this or that? I have enough vitamin on this. Uh, I I'm all set. I'm locked in. Uh, and yeah, I felt better about myself. Let's, I don't know. I don't know if it gives me a blank check to just put every piece of garbage in my body the rest of the day. I try not to do that, but I know I got what I need at least as a good base to start the morning. So, and it supports the immune system. A lot of people sick in my house. You know who's not sick? Me right now. So go to athleticgreens.com slash shotgun. You get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Um, All right, where should we go? I I think, whatever. Stephen Ames won Champions Tour. Meg Atkins had a funny joke, a funny tweet about his veneers. (laughs) Just, I mean, neon white teeth. Um. That's your Champions Tour recap. Uh, Tom McKibben won on the European Tour. I thought that was an From amusing Hollywood. quote. People were talking about, oh, what a crazy good shot. He drew it in from around the tree and onto the green. He's like, that was not that hard a shot. The harder shot would have been laying up, and then that chip over water would have you know, crapped my pants. So he kind of debunked 
the 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 kind of mania around that shot. It was just amusing with the Ferris wheel in the background and all that stuff. So uh, he beats Marcel Seam and other host of Germans to win the Porsche European Open. Maybe McKibben. McKibben's on the, maybe he's on the Ryder Cup path. Who knows? He's just kind of gotten out of the challenge tour. He's making a little hay in the race to Dubai. That was pretty good coffee golf, I thought. Um, news. We have sectionals Monday. I think we'll give you the full debrief on this on Tuesday. All I'll say is it's an exceptional block extravaganza to coast to coast block. We got blocky junior in California. We got blocky senior in Toronto area. Are you ready uh, for it to be blocks. blocked to be back? Are you ready for him to be back? Yeah, I'm fine. Yes. Do you think, do you think there's wanna... more or less social content this, this time around? Uh, I don't think it's possible to have more. I think the afterglow of the PGA has faded a little bit. I, I think there won't be as much, but maybe the Canadians get their sink their teeth into them and have them, you know, doing all sorts. He's, you know, taking the hockey shootout stuff, and they got that going. I'm sure that'll all be happening with Blocky. But good for Blocky. I could see him so, them having a, a jersey ready for him. I saw he's working a shift at Canes, raising Canes. A lot of social content around that. So um, good for Blocky. But yeah, I would suggest if you are anywhere near a sectional, go to it. It's an exceptional experience to be on the ground. I don't know. Woodmont. I saw big leashes at Woodmont. I saw that. So, but just by example, you can literally walk, you know, 10 feet in the fairway from a guy that's one on the PGA. Like these are not some, Here, there's some at, young studs. Well, well, there's some journeymen. There's some really high level talents. While we're on the subject, I'm going to give everybody one person to watch at every section. Oh, You're going to do that right now. I just thought one, gonna... just one. Okay. All Grayson right. Murray, Woodmont. I just, you gotta, you gotta take uh, I'm kidding. big leash. You could watch a, a prolific uh, a opposite field hitter take his talents to win. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, Canada. Obviously, Michael Block. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they did write him up as a notable. I know. And I know. his kid as a notable. I think you got to go Ludwig Aberg, uh, number one okay. amateur who's making his pro okay. de- debut. Um, uh, I would take him. I would I'd go him. Hillcrest, Los Angeles. If you're in Los Angeles. Cool, cool track. Probably. I, I cool really want to go see this golf course. That's uh, it's on my yep. short list of uh, of places to see. I'm going with uh, I'll go with the uh, Barclay Brown, Walker Cupper, Stanford guy. You might remember him. He was an amateur that was kind of in the mix at, at St Andrews. Kind of, yeah. Bucket hat boy. Uh, we'll go Pine Tree. Another wonderful golf course. They really yeah, down in Boynton Beach, good, Florida. Wow, Cameron Kuchar's in it. Matt Kuchar's kid. How about yeah, that? Doing well. And DeMarco's kid. Yeah, Chris DeMarco. I saw him on the list. This is a nepotism sectional. Oh, come on. It's a meritocracy. Well, here's one to go watch in the in the in, the, in Pine Tree. See if he want, decided he wants to play uh today. Matthew Wolf. Matt Wolf. Ask him where what team he's on. Man without a team right now. Smash. Yeah. So. Well, this is a good it, Hawks Ridge. You got in Georgia. You got some names to watch here. You got you got Gordon Sargent. You got uh, Roberto mm-hmm. Castro. You know, one of the few men that has gone from uh, 
gone from uh oh you're gonna pop him i'm friends with roberto i feel like i know game. roberto's great i thought you're about to pop him from going to east that's lake that's what to i was the, going to i know you were i knew that's exactly where you got going. mr october in there but i'm going with the line eye jackson buchanan finish runner-up at the ncaa's how could you pass up the chance to go watch jackson buchanan with those other names there i don't i know i would i wouldn't be able to I go with okay. uh Woodmont. I'm taking Joey Bramlett. Okay. Or Kevin Waugh. List last year. There's some there. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Waugh's uh, kids playing golf. Yep. They, yep. Keep going. Go. Go. What else you got? All right. The, Canu- going to Jersey next. Yeah, Brooks yeah. next. I mean, I would go watch Andy Pope from from the Chicago suburbs. Is just a he's a U.S. Open magician. This guy, he gets through like every year. It's unbelievable. He's gotten through locals and sectionals five times. He's like, he's like Kokrak's attack dog. On oh Twitter. yeah, I mean he's uh, he's, he's a like complete the, loose he's cannon. Like the Roger Stone, Trump's Roger Stone. He's like Andy Pope. Is that the Jason Kokrak? Just goes off on anyone suggesting anything bad about coke right one of my good friends played high school golf with them and and we always save your boy we always marvel at his at his his ability to get through these things but one day he was like god he's just he's just out of control on twitter isn't he i was like yeah (laughs) he often misreads everything (laughs) something for being antagonistic or critical i was like i don't think nobody was cracking on anybody there you're just anyways i think he often misreads stuff anyway also all-time golden tea player andy pope yeah old chatham durham north carolina you got you got the whole corn fairy tour there so <laughs> From the unc event health yeah raleigh maybe i'll go nope. with uh i'll go with our guy paul bar no i'll go john augustine it wasn't that okay. long ago Played well that, that he was, he was third yeah. today i think he finished third He's a guy that's like a perfect example of a guy that had really high expectations, has struggled a little bit. Probably is going to be a better player because of it. Columbus. Man, there's everybody here. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, who's in Columbus? Everybody. Deliberative over here. I, I go, I'd go watch Patrick Rogers. He's playing really good golf. Yeah, Springfield. Okay. You got to go with either ZB, Nick Hardy, say, or Brian Stewart because those three get out of there all the time. Stewart <laughs> is unbelievable there. It's like if I, he might be the number one player in the world if they were if they contested <laughs> every tournament at Springfield Country Club. <laughs> oh, they're in TPC Louisiana, just the Rota or the Stewart Slam. All right. Tacoma. If he gets out of there tomorrow, that's the game within the game. This is one of the great days in golf, and we just added another wrinkle to it. Steward Watch in Springfield. Herman, Go ahead. Herman at Canoebrook is a sneaky one, too. Jim Herman is a machine at Canoebrook. Uh, well, I mean, no offense, we got these guys who are accomplished, legitimate pros. And they go to they they know how to get around. And I'm not suggesting this is a walk in the park, but they do know how to get. They're, they're well, I mean, legit like this pros. is the thing. Is there? I this is like it's great. I I'm I love to marvel at the mini tour dominance that some guys have. But it, this this is one of the days that is illustrative of the difference between PGA Tour players and regular. Like in mini tour players, 
because the PGA Tour players go down there and and those are the guys that often string the together mix, the 66-66, you know. Mix of college kids, you know, and and yeah, the tour players. And I know that the, a lot of the a lot of the PGA Tour players don't get out. I know that. But it is right. also right. like, you know, a lot of times representative of the talent. Um All right, Tacoma, we can't we can't leave the Pacific Northwest. There's nobody really of of huge note here. Um, is the guy is the um, the Euro Tour player who got popped for slow play up there, Catlin? That's uh, where he got. He came out of there. One of those. I don't see him in the no. He's not, not in the notables that I've gotten. Okay, maybe they did. Uh, that was a choice, editorial choice. I'll take. Uh, um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll go with Spencer Tibbetts, the pride of Oregon State. Um, okay. I watched. I, he was in the group that I called the college golf for. That's oh, why I'm picking him. Jeez. Uh, so there you what go. What else? That's Any it. others? That's it. Is that everybody? Okay. Honestly, great day. I think like soup, and this is great coverage. I don't want us to over commercialize this. Can we keep it? Can we keep it? You know, honest and innocent. Where I don't like Golf Channel has really brought this to prominence by a lot of hard work. I think they have everybody out there tomorrow. I know Brentley's in studio, I think I heard, and they've got Lavner in Florida, and I don't know, Kira, I think, is like they've done great work to bring this to prominence, bring it back. So I think it's a cool because it is one of the most unique days in golf. I can't, this is honest to God opinion, how to, you know, come by it by attending them. It's just such a cool thing to go see. Um, and then kind of, you know, we focus on the U.S. Open, the other championships. It's like a separate contest within a contest. I love it. I love the way they do this. So that'll be on Golf Channel, I think, all day. I think they start at like 7 a.m. as you're listening to this. And then till you know, dark on the West Coast. So, uh, all right. That's sectional preview. News, we're at the hour mark. I don't know how much we want to hit. Memorial is likely to move the week before the U.S. Open. I don't know if you saw that. They're going to cluster. Like we knew they were going to cluster designateds and majors and stuff, but you could have Memorial and then the U.S. Open back to back. Seems like that's the next schedule. And Rory cited this as like he loved Firestone and then the PGA back to back. So he thinks it, it works out doing the cluster thing. Other news, Keegan went uh, off on the rollback, but we'll save that for another episode that's shorter. So anything else? What are you giggling about over there? Matt Maloney? Cops? Yeah, Matt Maloney comp. How about that? All right. Uh, Jam-packed episode. Probably could have gone another 30 minutes, but we don't need to. Everyone, enjoy your Mondays. Enjoy sectionals. Take those in. We'll be back Wednesday uh, with a Canada preview and some reaction to sectionals. Wednesday will all be about block. I was thinking about saying it, and I held off. I just decided to say sectionals in Canada. But... (laughs) Thank you for getting it in there. Maybe it is about block. We'll see. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday. U.S. Open is nigh. We're pumped. Uh, We'll talk to you on Wednesday.